Hello everyone, welcome to Coaches on the Couch. I'm Rachel. And I'm Louise. And before we get into today's conversation, just a little bit of background on the podcast for people who haven't listened to it before. So Coaches on the Couch explores leadership in the built environment. And that's where Louise and I specialize as coaches. We design and deliver coaching for individuals and teams across the sector And you can find out more about that at stepuplondon.com. And today we're really pleased to be joined by brand strategist Emma Keat, with whom Louise and I recently hosted an event as part of London Festival of Architecture. And the event was called Glue. So today we're talking glue. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Coaches on the Couch. I'm Louise Rogers. And I'm Rachel Birchmore. And I'm Emma Keat. Three people on the couch, because today we're joined by our friend, brand strategist and writer, Emma Keat. It's great to be here. Yeah, welcome, Emma. (laughs) Good to see you. (laughs) Emma, maybe you'd like to start by saying a little bit about yourself and what you do. I mean, as you introduced me, I'm a writer and a brand strategist, and I work with architecture and design practices to define their identity. Often that's related to shaping their strategy as well, and also articulating ideas they might have about the way they design or the way they engage with the world. The outputs are quite varied. They can be websites or they can be books, but sometimes it's something something quite simple, actually. It's a way of thinking about themselves but almost always there's some sort of organizational change behind what they're trying to achieve or something about their culture or portfolio maybe that they want to share which kind of explains how we know you but we'll come on to that uh, (laughs) in a little while Um, before we get into that we need to ask you about your couch so please Tell us something briefing about your couch. (laughs) I'm so glad you asked me. It's probably the only good piece of furniture that we have, apart from the piano. And we bought it about 20 years ago. It's a modular piece and it was designed by Werner Panton in 1971. So it's part of his Pantanova series. It's got a bright red cushion. Um, It's made out of of stainless steel wire, so it's got a real 1970s vibe about it. But what I discovered this morning, which I didn't realise before, was it actually appears in the James Bond film, The Spy Who Loved Me, as the couch that the evil villain sits on. Wow. Oh my God, that's one of the best (laughs) couch stories. I know, I knew you'd have a good story. Okay, let's come on to to Glue. So we all started talking about Glue back in December because the London Festival of Architecture announced their theme as In Common. And it seemed like an opportunity not to be missed because although we started talking about it then as an event that we might do together, we've actually all been working around that sort of area for several years, either together in different combinations or on our own, whether that's Louise and I running a programme to help people with succession and those sorts of things. Emma, whether it's you on an identity piece you know, glue sort of threads through most of most of what we do, I guess. And it's very difficult to capture what it is and what it is that brings us together. So finding and keeping that glue is what the event was was all about. And um, we assembled an incredible lineup of speakers and contributors for a fireside chat and fishbowl. They started with Amandeep Singh Kalra of Be First, Fiona Scott of Gort Scott. Matt Thornley of Gibson Thornley, Clarissa Brumell of Human Nature, Yemi Aladarin of London Borough of Enfield, 
Christoph Egray of Studio Egray West, Sophie Thompson of LDA Design. This is quite a list. Lanre Bolade of Bolade Design Studio, Tina Connell of Buckley Gray Yeoman and Damien Sharkey of Hub Residential. I'm glad we didn't have to say that whole list on the evening. It's <laughs> quite a list. So we all gathered together in the Shoreditch Arts Club. Thank you, Buckley Gray Yeoman. Yes, indeed. And through a fireside chat, fishbowl discussion, which we may explain uh, what that is for those of you that weren't there. And we joined by some of our audience. And finally, we had a vote and we asked, uh, what is it that brings people together? And once they're assembled, what continues to bind them? Is there a secret that makes some groups stronger through the tough times while others fall apart? And we asked communications expert and our collaborator, Dominique Stundel, to capture some voice clips during the evening. And we're going to use some of those today to tell you a little bit about what we learned in the evening. But I'm going to ask by asking you, Emma, who you so adroitly captured the discussion at the end of the evening with five words. So perhaps you'll tell us what those five words were. Yes. Well, I mean, in no particular order, they were love, um, straight friendships, so real kind of emotional connections between people, purpose, difference, distraction, which I think we can probably explain a bit more later, and space. And I was quite surprised when, when we put it to the audience vote that purpose came out as their favourite kind of glue, because I thought perhaps they'd be swayed by some of the more emotional stories that we heard during the evening. But yeah, interesting that they landed on purpose. Interesting that you don't think purpose is emotional. Oh, <laughs> see, this is the problem, isn't it, really? I mean, I think all of these things are so closely connected. And sometimes, you know, you have to be friends with people and love them to find a shared purpose, don't you? So I, I think, you know... You, none of these things exist in isolation but maybe it's perhaps easier to express in a kind of corporate environment a purpose that maybe we're afraid to talk emotionally mm, maybe it's become too corporate a word but actually it's you know mm. if we could find a slightly different word that sounds less corporate that passion or joy or I know Louise's definition of the word love was wider when we were talking about this before and that sort of love of what you do and the passion to make a difference I think maybe defined like that purpose starts to take on a slightly less corporate life yeah absolutely I mean um Clarissa Brumel when she talked about the the housing scheme Phoenix that they're doing in um Lewis in East Sussex you know she she talked about how Lewis is very small and everyone feels it when anything happens in Lewis you know it has a really big effect on that town and part of the reason that she feels so strongly that uh, human nature are doing a great job there is because they really kind of sense that and what they're doing is with purpose. But I think that must be motivated by deeper feelings of connection. You know, what yeah. they do needs to be right. Yeah, yes, I liked I liked the way that Clarissa brought that alive. And she also talked about warmth, friendliness, care for each other. I Demo think it was fascinating. She got this incredibly varied career, but um. <laughs> however varied those things are being glue seem to sort of somehow tie them all together <laughs> yeah definitely and I and yeah going back to to love and that sort of broader concept of love I was quite struck I think it was Julia Nichols who posted afterwards and I think you mentioned this as well Emma that it was a um a, what would she say surprisingly emotional yeah or moving I think it was I can remember completely separate conversation that actually maybe we should have had at the event with haptic 
about how there was a point where they felt that they had to grow up. They couldn't necessarily go down the pub with the team on Friday anymore. They had to somehow create some kind of distance because there wasn't the intimacy and that that intimacy couldn't intimacy couldn't exist anymore in the office because they had to act like grown ups to manage that company and take it forward. Equally, though, I think it is possible to keep deep friendship. I mean, I think that's really evident when you are with Gort Scott's office, for example. That really is founded on friendship. I think in the clips, Tina um, O'Connell from BGY talks about how she got a sense of shared purpose and common identity. She told a lovely story about her first interview there and meeting the principals and without having vision and values written all over their website, from sitting in the reception area and seeing people come in and go out and from them meeting the principals, she got a real sense of what the organisation was and why she wanted to be there. So that's even less tangible, isn't it? That's about our felt sense of a place. And I think Christoph said something similar about there needs to be laughter, there needs to be ambience. It's silent glue, I think he called it. Yeah, the chitter-chatter of glue, the little bits of yeah. glue, the ambience that you that you find in a, in a studio. Well, I mean, I think that ties back to Matt Thornley when he was talking about how he set up with Ben and you know I think he really was at a low ebb and he talked about you know in in terms of his mental health and Ben just coming and kind of putting an arm around him literally and metaphorically and saying come on you know we can come together and we can make something out of this and of course they have I I thought that was very honest and moving the way he Mm, talked about that absolutely just going to pause there and let's go to a few of the clips that relate to some of those things that we've just been been talking about hi what's your name where Uh, are you from megan leo fennec elliott and megan what brings us together i think it's a shared sense of purpose and idea in what the organization is doing you need to be brought to the table in the first place so having that shared culture and ideals is able to set a foundation that uh, bring peace brings people together And what stops us from coming apart? Um, A culture that plays into that purpose, that uh, ties back to what brought everyone in the first place, but also is able to then grow that purpose to meet the individuals who are part of the organization and allow them to um, further that purpose in ways that are fulfilling for them and the organization. My name's Yvonne Mathurin, and I'm uh, head of HR for Orchid Swanky and Veritech. I think it's everybody has, you know, that one aim, that that goal, and and it's a passion for creativity and design and everything that comes with that. Uh, that that's my perspective of it as a as a HR uh, professional. But I guess if you speak to them, it might it, it might be slightly different. But ultimately, it's about that passion for design and creativity and. Um, the, the shared ideas of uh, practice and success and you know a lot of the words that you were saying this evening resonate with the way we are in terms of uh, difference and joy and just building something and you can and the tangible results from that and I think that's a, a lot of what the glue is about and I, I was thinking earlier about this and I thought do you know do we have UHU glue or do we have Pritstick? <laughs> and I think we have UHU. <laughs> My name is Tina Connell and I am from Buckley Gray Yeoman. I'm the operations director 
previously director of people. Common interests, shared purpose. I've got a really lovely memory of when I first joined Buckley Gray Yeoman. I remember coming in for interview and taking a seat at reception and that's up on the fourth floor of the T building. And so great location. And I arrived a little early and I'm sat there and um, I just had a really, really interesting insight into the culture of the organization. And um, just observed and I could see the people coming in. I could see that the people were happy um, and that there was engagement and positive engagement. And then I had the interview with Paul White um, and separately with Matt Yeoman. And I really, I just gelled. You know, and I've often thought of myself as being a, a disruptive HR practitioner. And what I enjoy, it was it, it was honest and um, honest conversation. But I could see the real personalities coming through Matt and Paul when I met with them. And and I thought, yeah, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to land. And it was. And just the memory of that just sticks with me. And, and, and I think that, oh, stick, oh, glue. But it's, it's, it's about that honesty. And I remember asking Paul White, actually, I said, hey, I was on the website and I was looking for the vision, the mission statement and the values of the organisation. And, and, and they weren't there. What's that all about? Paul articulated it so well. And, and I thought, yeah, it doesn't need to be on your website, you know. It's about what's at the heart of the company. So I'm Clarissa Bromell and I'm Head of Social Imagination at Human Nature. The glue, I guess, the, the, the beginning of the glue for me is like the vision. So the vision and then people coming together with shared values to create that vision. Um, a tenacity. Um, you need leaders and leadership within all of those structures where there's a tenacity because there's highs and lows, there's peaks and troughs. But the vision, we all have to keep heading towards it. Obviously, if we've then got the shared values, it helps us keep together. I mean, within those groups and within those structures, having a warmth and a friendliness and a care to each other, actually really being caring to each other. I'm Matt Thornley from Gibson Thornley Architects. I think there's a general idea about trying to do something good, actually, and about some goodness that... I think is when a project is successful that has to sort of resonate through everyone actually involved um, and a sort of common goal rather than sort of an individuality I think is really important. Hi, what's your name and where are you from? I'm Timo uh, Hedrick from Haptic Architects. I think the glue uh, as I see it is the, the profession that architects uh, and some of the panel members are architects uh, like to work collaboratively but um, I think construction generally speaking is a, uh, a very collaborative profession so um, working together enjoying uh, working together is the glue something that we haven't touched on yet that i think is another thing that can bring people together as well as keeping people together is difference the one of the words different and i think in the sense when people come together often they're forming a collaboration of some sort or uh, whatever it may be but it's this sort of feeling of interdependence where people are offering different skills maybe to go forward for a particular project or they're coming together to found a company because actually they're quite different and they bring something different to that but i think difference is important lanray um Ballade talks about that yeah 
in, in his clip, he talks about a collective entrepreneurial spirit, but over and above that respect for difference and a willingness to understand other people, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Not just respecting their difference, but um, a willingness to understand. And yeah. also there was a, a point around loose glue. I think it's Amandeep who talks about this loose glue. Yeah, and yeah. it's I... somehow having values at the centre of an organisation, but then allowing people to find their own way of connecting to that glue rather than sort of enforce I suppose this is the difference actually between the corporate purpose and values and this the felt sense as you said before Louise of, of purpose and values yeah because you don't want group I mean group think is not conducive to a successful anything is it project or no. it's great um, glue but it's yeah not, it's um... good glue but uh, <laughs> it's not going to lead to the best work of everybody and the strength play to the strengths of everybody within the collective. Yes, uh, I'm Lanre Balade from Balade Design Studio. For me, and maybe hopefully for my wife and business partner as well, um, I think there's a collective entrepreneurial spirit that keeps us together as a practice. Um, and we look for that in all of our employees. Um, and that's entrepreneurial in maybe not necessarily in terms of commercially or business-wise, but just in terms of, I guess, the spirit that they bring, which is a very much a can-do spirit which I think really helps. Keeps us together is respect. It's a, a mutual understanding of people's differences and being respectful of those and being able to work with people who have different lived experiences, different backgrounds, and a willingness to want to understand where other people may have come from and where they are going as well. Good question. I think uh, probably egos, maybe. Um, I think as creatives and designers, we can often kind of have a very you know, great idea in our minds about, yeah, projects, design, how we want things to be. But I think if we can allow our egos to be left aside and place the collective as the as the bigger thing, then I think that really helps to kind of make sure there isn't uh, any disruption in the harmony that a business has. My name is Christophe Egre from Studio Egre West. What brings us together is a sense of common purpose, what keeps us together is probably the fact that we are complementary to each other, i.e. we're not the same. If we're the same, we're competing. If we're complementary, we help each other. And I need this skill and I need that skill and I bring this skill and suddenly then it's a... And then I guess, uh, as everybody said tonight, then there is a sense of trust. I can, I can trust you and I, you're not going to do the dirty on me and you're not going to disappear you you'll be there when I need you and all of that so that that sense of trust is so important and the, I think that I would say that those are the three pillars of uh, of the glue and then there are all sorts of other little glues like love like music like food like ambiance like a lot of people say when they come to our studio they don't know why but they can hear people laughing and they can hear people chatting people smile at somebody new coming through the door and, and there's a chit chat chit chat chit chat and they and they oh that's a nice place to work and uh, that's 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 a, that's a silent glue and what what can tear that glue apart well somebody said ego a different sense of purpose like suddenly you had that purpose and then you've changed your mind and you've decided to want to make a lot of money or you want to 
uh, go to another country, you know, all sorts of little things happen. So it's a bit like like marriages, isn't it? It's like I think, well, no, I think the, we don't want to go down the family or the or the marriage kind of re- relation between between glue. But yeah, I mean that's that's why people stay together is because and then sometimes it doesn't work anymore. And I don't think you have to, you shouldn't force it. If it's not working, it's not working, and then. You, you go and glue somewhere else. You go and stick somewhere else. <laughs> I'm Amandeep Singh Kalra and I work at B First. Um, I think there is quite a few ingredients and I think earlier I talked about my five pillars of, of the glue and I think at the base of that are the shared values and principles. I think if you break, if that isn't there, nothing else can stand on top of it. Um, then I talked about having looseness in what you want right loose glue which is thinking about writing all the things you want in a person or a consultant and then going actually let's just take it to the bare bones Um, and that's really important then i think it's um, about having a place where people can carve carve their role or their place and that way they can actually create or merge with your glue with their own creativity and expertise and once they start doing that, I think the last thing, or maybe that's the fourth thing, maybe not the fifth, but the fourth thing is the trust in letting them do that. So you've spent all this time getting somebody who you feel aligns to your values and goals, letting them have the space to express themselves and carve out that role for them, and then letting them have the trust to get on with it. Oh, my last one was torchbearer. So I think I talk about this a lot, which is, I think a lot of projects, really difficult ones, when they come through and get pulled through is because you've always got this one person who is the torchbearer, the Olympic torchbearer that no matter what is the person that's calling people, that's unblocking hurdles, that's sending that email, that's being the passionate driver of that project. I think that's a really important part of the glue that brings project teams together and also um, practice teams together. And that doesn't have to be in the form of the leader of the practice it can be the form of anybody else who's able to rattle the troops and kind of bring people together so yeah that's what i think brings people together and uh what keeps them together what keeps them together um quite a lot of the interesting things that were said tonight i agree with which is a lot of the keeping together i think is important to be done outside of work and that doesn't have to be, that can be fantastic meals, but that can be um, other things we do at work, which is not about work. So we share podcasts every two weeks. So somebody picks an interesting podcast, for example, should the NHS be abolished and we should have a private NHS system? And then we'll all listen to it and have a half an hour conversation. Sometimes they're conflicting opinions, But what that does is just in the middle of a Wednesday afternoon at lunch, we're eating our lunch and we're talking about some really different things that brings us together in an interesting way, hear each other's point of view. Sometimes they're different and sometimes they're the same. But I think what that does outside projects is it it helps towards this shared principles and values and glue. And the the interesting with that glue is you can have an opposite opinion to someone, but I think you've then explored what that person is thinking and why are they thinking like that and and that's the beauty of having that cognitive diversity that i talked about in the team so outside worky stuff is really important to keep that glue together
Yeah, I found that really interesting, actually, how Amandeep talked about how he, um, you know, a lot of his work seems to be, seems to involve recruitment and trying to find this cognitive diversity across the team. And when I started talking to him before the event, I think I'd expected his um, methodology to be quite structured. You know, I, I, I did really query whether that was a good way of putting teams together and yet when he started talking about it it turned out to be such a uh intuitive and sensitive process which must take him an awful lot of time really um setting out to find different people to form a team that had differences in character and style but also who shared a real commitment to the project itself and he talked about how difficult it was to find that difference if you have an existing network where everybody is almost part of the same echo chamber. And he, I think they really had to set out to um, step beyond that network to see if they could find that difference. Interesting. And then to, in order to make the most of that difference, it does require, um, and a few people mentioned ego, it does, it does mean being able to set that aside. And I always think that mm-hmm. ego is an interesting thing to talk about because you know, it's a really important part of all of us. It's, we all have ego and it serves a purpose. It protects us from hurt and rejection. Um, but what happens when ego gets in the way of other things, when we can't, as Rachel and I always talk about dialing up and dialing down, when we can't dial it down to hear the voices of others. And quite often, I think, putting our ego first is a sign of um not being really clear about who we are and and what we're doing. And it takes a great deal of self-awareness to be able to dial it down, to enable those other voices, other opinions, other ways of doing things to come forward. Of course, you have to say that you can get a coach for that. (laughs) (laughs) You can. No, I think think that's fair. And I think in a project team, especially, um, because you've been collected together as a team and each person is a representative of their own discipline, um, to some extent, you might find yourself kind of somehow trying to, um, you know, hold on to that discipline, whereas actually the best creative teams are ones where people can kind of let go of that a little bit. Matt talked about it in a really interesting way, this kind of being able just to kind of blur the boundaries a little bit and bend the um, the definitions so that people can step over if they need to. And it makes a more fluid team and presumably um, a more connected result. But yeah, I I think it's really important to be able to step away from ego when you're around a creative project. And I think on the flip side of that, because a few people um, talked about ego as a thing that can sort of break the glue. And I think the flip side of that are the areas, one of the other words, which was space, which I think was the way of bringing together all the thoughts around trust and vulnerability uh, and this looseness and those sorts of things that need to exist to sort of enable that difference to exist, quote, which if we just drop into that now, and also Sophie Thompson from LDA Design, I think, talked about that. So we'll just go to those clips now. Make sure everyone's okay. And being able to be safe and free to express your creative opinion. Or, you know, sometimes say you don't agree with things. Um, Having the confidence to be able to challenge. um, Sometimes in company systems, the hierarchical feeling might mean that you don't have that confidence or you don't feel that confidence. So as a company, you need to be able to foster that and foster that safety to 
allow for people to disagree or at least stress test what's being talked about. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that I like to lead with. Hi, my name is Sophie Thompson. I'm from LDA Design. I think there's so many different things that effectively bring people together, but from my personal experience, the most important thing is about having shared values, which sounds perhaps a bit cliche and probably predictable, but actually, if you haven't got that as a starting point, both internally as an organisation and we're employee-owned, but also on project teams, then actually, what, how, how do you know where each other are coming from? So I think there's that. I think there's also embracing thinking differently is really, really important. And my best project teams are when you bring actually some disruptors into the mix as well, where you kind of actually feel slightly uncomfortable and you don't quite know where the journey is going to go in terms of the project. But actually you always end up with a better result and actually those people you often go back to time and time again so they think differently. And again, that's the same as in an organisation where people think differently in terms of personality types and you kind of assume wrongly, well, I used to years ago that everyone kind of thought like I did. It was only really having children. I actually realised that actually, gosh, people really think differently and brains are wired differently and you need to understand how people function to express themselves with a level of psychological safety. So... I think friendship keeps us together, mutual respect, um, actually listening to people and reflecting. What makes us unstuck? Probably not having all the things I described. So I suppose when people don't have that feeling of psychological safety without using a kind of jargon, but, but actually where people feel like they haven't got a voice and they're almost going to be embarrassed and you know they don't feel like in a design discussion say that actually their voice is heard and valued i think that is really important or yeah people just aren't listening to them i think is where it might come unstuck um, and yeah and another word that came up when we three were reflecting uh, on the evening and on the clips that um, that we have was the word distraction and emma maybe you'd like to explain what your thoughts were when we came yeah. to that word. I mean, I think it just struck me as the conversations went on that um, quite often people were talking about um, there being some kind of outside focus that had distracted them from the kind of commitment, I suppose, of finding glue. But sometimes I do think people forget what their glue is. Mm. And yeah, maybe that leads into a conversation about how the glue becomes tested. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think sometimes it's there. It just needs kind of bringing to the surface again. <laughs> Do you think it's become weaker? Do you think post-COVID, with so many people working from home, do you think organisational glue is actually weaker than it was before? I definitely think it was during and um, immediately after COVID because, you know, overnight we all had to become freelancers. Um, effectively, you know, we were sat at home in our rooms with our laptops. And I think probably, particularly for people who are in a big practice, the people that they spoke to every day um, were people engaged in the same project as them. So it's very likely that rather than having that sense of culture and community that comes around being in a place and seeing different people um, at lunchtime or um, when you go and make a cup of tea, I think the people that you were seeing more might have been um, from other organisations that you were just working very closely with. So I think 
during lockdown, it must have been that for many people, their project ties became stronger. Yeah. And I do, you know, the same way as, you know, as a freelance, we feel very connected to the people that we're doing a project with. Um, And I'm, I'm surprised how quickly that's melted away, actually. I did wonder whether it could kind of emerge as a, you know, really interesting model for working where Mm. practices almost became like an agency and uh, we sort of operated more in our own right. Yeah, maybe that's a stretch too far, though. No, I think it's an interesting area. Just the more people I listen to are sort of working from home and younger people who want to do that and just don't seem to connect their identity with the organisations as much as perhaps people did 10 years ago. (laughs) I mean, that did come up on the evening, didn't it? Because there was a lot of talk and you often hear people, particularly in small companies, say we're all one big happy family. And there were one or two people, Clarissa, I remember, who kind of stepped up on the evening. And and I, I agreed very strongly with her that it might not necessarily be helpful that actually people need a difference from, you know, because if you if you feel that you're part of a family in your workplace, a you might you will probably leave that family at some stage, and it makes people more cautious about breaking out and doing mm-hmm, something absolutely. which may actually be the best thing for them. And also, you know, some of us don't want to replicate the relationships we have in our family when we get no. to work. We actually want to leave them very much behind us. That's so right. there's risk involved in thinking in for make in mistaking the glue that brings us together as an organization as a company as a practice as a kind of familial glue mm. well this was andy matthew's point wasn't he when he joined the joined the fishbowl and talked about the damage of that and yes i just wanted to mention something that you know you know somebody from an engineering background background andrew ruck um said well glue is too binding glue is too stuck and fixed and solid and actually he he came up with the metaphor of velcro we'll just go to that clip Hi, Andrew Ruck from Civic Engineers. What brings us together? Um, well, there's there's all sorts of things that bring us together. Um, glue glue generally is made with two bits to it. It's two part epoxy resin. There's two bits to it. You mix them, and and then it creates a glue. But glue's quite permanent. And I think one of the, th- the things that's been talked about this evening, which which uh, there's a tension. Some people don't always want to be glued to things, in 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 kind of various metaphor- metaphorical ways. So, so my view is actually Velcro is, is, a, is a better version of glue um, because you can pull it apart. And sometimes we've been talked talk this evening about people's balance between work and domestic life. And you don't, and the sort of some of the family traits that wrap around that. Sometimes people need a bit of separation. So it's so a kind of, my, my view is that whilst, whilst we talk about glue, actually Velcro is a better metaphor. You can pull it apart. Um, go and do other things and and then bring stuff back together and it's still quite a strong bond when you do and you can reuse it time yeah, and time no, no, again absolutely it's so sustainable because no, no, <laughs> glue is permanent single yeah. use yeah um, and then so, it leaves a shitty thing left over yeah. on your product yeah so, so well. i mean so velcro is the circular Sorry, economy Sarah. version exactly. of it's the circular economy version of glue i guess that brings us to why the glue might dry up and i think we've mentioned one of those re- reasons earlier on in ego but i think others were mentioned by various people during the evening yeah i thought um sophie uh, of lda talked um clearly from deep personal experience about um one of the risks involved in becoming a more consensual organization in a way having more of a flat hierarchy becoming an employee ownership trust 
is the levels of bureaucracy that can become involved. If the trust goes, like in any relationship, it, relationship, it can be a very hard thing to rebuild. Yeah, and I think that can stem out of that shifting of values and purpose. I think mm -hmm. if that, to take us all the way back in a big loop, back to where we started around purpose, I think if people's values actually start to become less aligned either because the world shifts or they shift or for whatever reason those things can actually move apart and sometimes the velcro analogy works people can shift the glue and evolve the glue successfully to actually adapt that but sometimes they can't and that's when the glue starts to to break and maybe glue has to break sometimes well maybe it does. Really yeah, I think it's really important to acknowledge that sometimes things just have a lifespan and when they reach the mm -hmm. end, you know, in organizations that applies to as well. And yeah. um, it makes me think about there was um uh Tom Coop, who was there on the evening from an organization called Design Advocacy, did talk about communication because he talked about how we get our ideas from one brain to the next, which I thought in the context of purpose and vision and what you've just said, Rachel, you know, if if the people involved continue to communicate while that vision and purpose is shifting for all of them, then all might be well. Hmm. But if communication and trust doesn't happen, is no longer there for some reason, then I think that it's inevitable that the glue will split. Yes. I hate to say it, lovely people, but I do think we're coming to the end of our time together. Maybe a, a sort of round off word or statement for what we think about glue I there's one word that I wrote down on the night actually oh, which wow. we haven't really talked about today <laughs> I um, haven't got one I just posed the question <laughs> well it the word was trouble actually oh okay interesting. Um, and uh it was initially on my list of five things um that that were the ingredients of glue and I think a lot of the things that we've been talking about um trouble mental health um uh evolution of a practice they're all these catalysts that demand you to think afresh about glue and to me it almost feels as though unless there's some trouble mm. you might not find it it's born out of um things going a bit wrong yeah so it's yeah forced I, I, change and forced evolution mm. as a yeah yeah, I think that's yeah. True. So I really I think, like that. I really like that. You know, and it's that sense that you know change is inevitable. It's how we cope with change that matters. Yeah. And yeah. because change is inevitable, and whether you know, trouble, economic hardship, or whatever, um, you're absolutely right. Because each time trouble happens, there's a little bit of a ripple mm. in the waves. Um, then it it enforces and encourages us us to have a fresh look at purpose and vision and the absolutely. things absolutely. Yeah, brings out the creativity. <laughs> and on that note, let's round up. Emma, thanks so much for joining us. Talk about oh, glue. Thank you yeah. for having me. It's been brilliant. <laughs> and uh, thanks to all our listeners and to all of our speakers, actually, again on the evening and Buckley Gray Yeoman for hosting the event because it was very generous. <laughs> <laughs>